it's like 29 degrees earlier on right now it is oh shit it is 20 degrees right now um 74 percent humidity which is fine it's a lot cooler than it's been before but it, it it's it's going to be 28 degrees tomorrow which is unfathomably hot um and then it's raining on monday plus 21 degrees so it'll be hot rain which will be even worse because the moisture will hold all the all the heat and it'll be fucking horrible uh but speaking of heat the action is the juice as you as you know um wow, what a transition amazing <laughs> <laughs> transition my dude really <laughs> <laughs> I watched Real, Heat last before night. Before we begin, uh, yeah. you watch Heat. Oh shit, yeah. my dude! I David, I just got the Heat two book. Oh, it's not, it, like, it, it's not like until to, the eighteenth. I, I got to work yesterday. My boss walks to me, walks up to me with two copies of Heat two under his oh. his thing, and I say, "Wow, I <laughs> mine is getting here this night." And he said, "Oh, I bought this one for you." It's like, <laughs> And in my head, I was like, fuck, I should have just stayed quiet. And I got two copies of Hit 2. Anyway, I am so excited to read Ugh. Hit 2. I am so fucking excited. <laughs> How are we going? And the podcast. Doctor Who. Torchwood. Surgeon Adventures. Canine. In broadcast order. Phyllis Major. Wait, I know how to start this one. Okay, serve the Gorgon. Serve the Gorgon. Serve the Gorgon. I love this footage of two people from across the world <laughs> trying to die. This is the most memorable part of the entire episode. The way that they have clearly like sat down and planned the hey, what is our fucking <laughs> catchphrase? What is our theme song? How about serve the Gorgon? Great idea, Sal- Sally. We're gonna say serve the Gorgon every fucking minute. You know what? Sally was right. That is a good catchphrase. Um, serve, comma, the Gorgon. Hello, this is Potter who cast. Serve uh, the Gorgon. The, Ser- the Serpod Jane Cast Ventures Series 1, Episode 2. two. Uh, Eye of the Gorgon. Eye of serve the Gorgon. the Gorgon. You should, you should, the you should cut out You should cut out the, the foot, the, the clip of them saying serve the Gorgon. And every mm-hmm. time you say serve the Gorgon, you should play that in the background. Just I probably will. Very quick. Serve the Gorgon. The Gorgon. Swerve the Gorgon, um, but yeah, this I of the Gorgon. Uh, not to be confused with I am the Gorgon, which is my uh, my one act I am one the man play. It's my it's I my am w- the Gorgon. Gorg- I am the Gorgon is my one act play about uh, it's it's about political ideas and you know the, the human soul. Um, it was broadcast on. Get this, the first of October and the eighth of October. So <gasps> you went from you went from Rangers Levine Part Two right into Eye of the Gorgon Part One. Talk about talk about great times. 
uh, written by Phil Ford, who we will speak about in a second, because it was directed by Alice Troughton, who directed last week as well. Um, Phil Ford, he, you might, you may know him as the writer of Waters of Mars and mm. the co-writer of Into the Dalek. You may know him as the as the writer of many other Sarah Jane Adventures episodes. You may know him as the writer of the Tortured Series 2 episode, Something Borrowed. You may know him as the writer of all the Doctor Who adventure games. You may know him as the writer of many episodes of Wizards vs. Aliens, yeah. uh, which which starred, no. when, which starred Wendlin Christie in a very early, early leading role for her. Um, Wasn't Wizards vs. Yeah. Aliens RTD's first thing after Doctor Who? It was basically, yeah, it was like a, a show he did. I don't know if he, how, how involved he was in it, but it was a show he did. Um, oh, my like, God. Yeah. D- David, the series focuses on the exploits of 16-year-old wizard Tom Clark and his scientifically g- gifted best friend, Benny Sherwood. What if we just covered Wizards versus Aliens? What if we just, what if we just did that? I think we should. I think we should just do like what? a... a I, what is it? A, uh, it's about Dan Starkey's in it. <laughs> Dan Starkey's in it. So hey, Dan Stark is it? Annette Badland's in it. Gwendolyn Christie's in it. Um, Brian Blessed's in it as well. I think. Uh, shout out to Margaret Levine. She oh, is good for her. It. She plays a, a, a witch. I think. I don't know. This is but, not. Um, I mean, listen. On t- in, in in the world of BBC sci-fi shows from the two thousands that I've pondered whether or not i should watch that is not the one i've been thinking about the one i've been thinking about is merlin have you ever seen merlin i've i've seen snippets of merlin um by virtue of it being on here and there um i've been thinking I, about yeah. merlin for a while is it good <laughs> i don't know it probably is the, 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 sentence I, <laughs> the sentence i've been thinking about merlin for a while is gonna play in my mind for this <laughs> yeah it's because i uh and this is our classic episode start uh, tangent but i listened to an audiobook not an audiobook like a dramatization of uh the once a future king mm-hmm. with uh the great late david warner as merlin and rest in peace king now he that's the once a future king right there mm-hmm. uh you can find it on like online really it's like written by brian sibley and it's paul reddy as arthur and david warner as merlin and so i was like really into it it was really good uh and i was like i should look up more merlin stuff (laughs) (laughs) and then i rewatched sword in the stone and uh and i was like "Mm, should i should i should I watch Merlin? And I kept reading the episode descriptions and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Should I watch Merlin? Uh, I don't, it's got half the cast of uh, Doctor Who 2005 to 2008 anyway. So, you know, you, you'll see a lot of people pop up. Um, it, there was a whole thing because like, because Doctor Who obviously revitalized Saturday Tea Time TV. There was all these like, shows trying to capitalize on that audience for when it was off air, like Merlin, uh, Robin Hood. Um, although I think Robin Hood might have started before Doctor Who. I can't. I can't think clearly of that. Um, Primeval on ITV. Uh, demons on ITV. Shout the demons. ITV's demons. Um, I think the only person in the world who owns on DVD. Um, then you had like Atlantis uh, with Mark Addy, and. Um, Wizards versus Aliens, obviously. And now there's just kind of nothing. There's like no kind of... There's like, you know what? Yeah. 
you, you that list made you think we should make a podcast called Coming Up Next, where we cover shows that try to follow up uh, to do that to like popular shows. Like we don't talk about Lost. We talk about all the Lost like shows that came in after Lost. <laughs> We don't talk about Doctor Who. We talk about all the Doctor Who like shows that came after Doctor Who. We should. I feel like that would be fascinating. It would better, better research that because that could exist. If it doesn't exist, then we're, I mean, we're yeah, the, the only the only lost like show I can think of is Flash Forward. Flash <laughs> and, backwards. Um, Flash Forward. Yeah. Yeah, and is that the one with the plane? What's 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 the one with the plane that got like cancelled and the Netflix picked it up? And you're wrong with it's the manifest. Browser. Manifest, yeah. That's the other one I'm thinking of. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, the Gorgon. It's a thrill of the fight. Um, the gist of this one. Do I hear the gist? Uh, uh, the, the Gorgon gist. The Gorgonzola gist. Um, so there's, a, there's a, a haunted convent. Okay? A convent. That's also kind of a nursing home. I, I, is it are the is the convent and the nursing home a separate building or are they the same building? Because I, I kind of, I kind of that kind of caught me off guard. I think um, I, I can't answer that to you because I think the stuff with the nuns is the least interesting part of this episode. Uh, it it kind of is, but yeah, it's just it's it, just a yeah. bunch of nuns walking, and uh, they were like, "We how do we make nuns scary?" <laughs> Well, we put one of them in makeup, and then they completely lost all that scariness by having her roll up in the wheelchair and chase after <laughs> Luke Smith. In what is Ugh. like, I'm sure it was wasn't on purpose, but the sight of the Gorgon on the wheelchair just rolling up to stop Luke was so fucking funny. I replayed it like two times, just like watching it. Ugh. Um. Anyway, there's a they they go to this. They're called in by Mrs. Warboys from Wolf in the Grave, who, uh, by the way, when she popped up, um, this is because I, uh, I spent a very formative summer watching Wolf in the Grave, the, the great sitcom with Richard Wilson from Doctor Who and Merlin and Annette Crosby from Doctor Who. Um, like, it's a almost, I'd say over 10 years ago, maybe at this point. And she, the the old woman at the start who calls them over, calls Sarah Jane on them over, is uh, the, the like the main supporting character in that. But when she popped up, I literally I I paused the episode and like I got up and I was like I was like it was like <sighs> when Tom Baker appears in Day of the Doctor and you know everyone gasps, they clap, they cheer, or when like you know when it's like a Galapagos moment like star wars whatever that was me i was losing my mind anyway she calls them in because there's a haunted convent and um there's this whole thing with the haunted convent and they find that it's a it's been run by a cult of nuns who worship an alien called the gorgon that turns people into stone um maria's mom comes to stay with them for a while because she's having trouble i think with with her boyfriend whatever um, she's upset that Sarah Jane spends more time with her daughter and her husband than she does. Um, her husband, uh, Alan, gets turned to stone by the Gorgon. In, um, in a very, again, yeah. unintentionally funny scene <laughs> where he walks into a room that, like, yeah. those greasy flyer, friars, and then he, <laughs> he turns into a statue that's looking the wrong way. But anyway, um, they save the day with the use of a mirror. Uh, 
and which is uh yeah. I, I was very disappointed because yeah. it's like that is like the first solution you have for a medusa problem anyone who's ever mm. read about medusa is like what if i use a mirror like that is the first solution you always come up with and it kind of feels like yeah it, it, it feels like uh i don't know it, it feels like they're in Doctor Who, this would be a joke. Like, somebody goes, what if we use a mirror? He's like, we can't use a mirror. Like, it wouldn't work because of this. And then this one, it's like, here's a mirror. And I and I get it, because I, I think, like... I I think that the, the real sizzle of this episode is not the, uh, the freaking um, Gorgon stuff. It's honestly very secondary and uh, unimportant and kind of taking it backstage to the real stuff that's really important which is the maria arc in my opinion everything but mm. maria feels very afterthought and the maria stuff does feel very i don't know if i agree i, th- I think the stuff with phil the law's character um and like her whole thing with you know you know her whole character and stuff i think that's also a big part of the episode i do agree the gorgon stuff feels very kind of mushed into it it doesn't really feel very developed you know like the rules the, don't the, make any the sense whole, like what the what, rules yeah because at one point uh you fucking uh what was it uh luke looks into the gorgon's eyes but doesn't get frozen because he yeah, runs away in time it, yeah. and it's like it's what? yeah it's the, the whole the whole gorgon is just isn't thought out and I, the resolution kind of screams of them not really having any idea how to how to yeah, she like, just walks in her. and puts a mirror in for like nobody yeah. tries to stop her nobody's <laughs> <laughs> and, and then at the end they're like what happened um which i hate i hate i hate those kind of endings where like it they didn't do it, it like, i thought they were not gonna do yeah. that because when they showed the statue the dad statue uh crying i thought they were gonna like <laughs> oh this is the episode where they actually revealed the, the existence of aliens to the dad and he has to be brought in because he remembers everything that happened when he was a statue. And then they just don't yeah. do that? Well, by the way, they bring the dad back. What about all those other statues in the garden? Do they bring those they're, guys they're, back? They're, no, because they... Um, oh, it's too late? Because, yeah, because he says like, oh yeah, you have an hour and a half. Mr. Smith's very helpful being very, very specific, saying you have an hour and a half to get to the house and get the stone and bring it back. Um, I'm Mr. Smith. Hello. Um, I don't. It's. I. I. I do think. I do. Okay. I re. I do really like this episode. Um, I. I think. I'm. The, the dementia stuff in this episode, I think. I'm sorry. I think, I, the way I, you said yeah. the dementia stuff. <laughs> it's just like the, it's. I think it's handled in a way that's very. I. I it. It it's could have very been weird. very. It could have been very. It could be much messier. I will admit, I was having very very major anxiety over the idea. I. I was very worried for a second. They were going to have the amulet fix her dementia. I got really worried too but, because of yeah. the way that uh, I don't know if it was just a directing thing, but every time Sarah Jane would bring up that she has Alzheimer's, it felt like she was like, "Shut! She has Alzheimer's. We can't. We cannot fix. We cannot even. She's not a person. She has Alzheimer's. It's like it, it felt very weird. Like they were building up to a big, and now she is normal again. Hooray! But I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just grateful. Yeah, I I think, but I think, I I mean, Phil Phil the Law in this episode, I think, 
emotional, beautiful performance. I think Elizabeth Slade in this is just, I mean, I think she's great in, the, in every other episode, but I think here, I think especially she's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she does like, she, she actually, I don't think she like plays it, but she like kind of dips into it of like a Tom Baker kind of vibe as well at times in the way she deals with the aliens, mm-hmm. I think, which is, which is really fun. Um, it's just like it feels like it's a it's a hair away from being disrespectful in a way. Yeah, that I, I don't I don't think it's intentionally trying. Yeah, it's obviously not intentional, but it feels kind of it's it's like like they're doing something very important and they're handling like the greatest of care and the greatest of importance and they're 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 trying, but it it, it just feels like it, it's maybe a, a topic that's a bit too much for them to try at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely like a bit of a conflicting, um, tone situation where we want to be light and cheery and fun, but at the same time, we don't want to make, diminish these, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to make the, make you feel like this is nothing or, well, I don't know how to, how to describe it. Uh, it just felt very, um, it felt very like early, early series blues, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is the first, this is the first show of the series. All right, here we go. And it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully it avoids the, um, the problems that say day one, had right. been like the the, the sophomore. Right, 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 outing. Right. Well, I suppose it's a, it's a third outing in this case. Um, I mean, beyond that, like you know, I still think it. I think the first episode is far better than this. I think the second episode's like really rushing through all of its material in a way that feels very unnatural and clunky. Um, but I really do like kind like I I. I it's like, it is one I really like, but I, I also at the same time feel very conflicted about like you know is this telling this story in a way that isn't e you know and I think I think it is I th- I don't know it, it's just it's it's a very complicated episode basically I think is the problem um, I do like the the Alan and um, Maria's mom subplot, even if the bit with the statues may be a bit too much. It's a nice speech. I think it's a very kind of, you know, I think it's a great kind of little moment. But the fucking tear that comes out of his eye, I think, is maybe just a little, it's it's just pushing it a little too hard, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's, this is going to sound patronizing. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great, it's a show that like, you know, it treats its audience with like, you know, it's not going to talk down to kids. It's like talking on the level with kids. Mm-hmm. It's like treating them as like, as like intelligent viewers, which is great. But I think it's, at times it's maybe kind of, you know, talking down to them in a way mm-hmm. that I think kind of feels a, a little, a little out of sorts. Um, yeah, it's still finding out. Yeah. It's still figuring out exactly what what is the um, where is the realm it can operate. Uh, what are the mm-hmm. limitations and, and how far it can go? But also just like 
how it can communicate these ideas in a way that kids are going to get it and follow it and like enjoy it and not feel talked down to it's it's fast it's fascinating and and again it wasn't bad i wasn't i wouldn't go far as to say it was bad like there, it had no moment like in early torchwood where i would be watching it and i would just go oh god uh, oh, oh no this the, this did not work at all or something like that this one on a very simple story basis worked you know it worked and i had uh, an okay time watching it but that, that's it um mm-hmm. let's let's move on to the next um i do i, I do want to say a couple of couple of things um one uh maria's room is such a mid-2000s oh, kids absolutely, room it's, yeah. it's fucking it's insane it's like an ikea ad um the other thing is alexander armstrong uh is unfortunately because he's a bit of a i've, I've he signed a very specific letter relating to uh, a very specific author. Oh no! Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, but he unfortunately he is very good as Mister Smith. I think it, it's very hard to like give a kind of vocal performance that's, that's like that kind of you know as a computer, but also having that much personality yeah. and that much you know comedic timing and stuff. It's unfortunate, but anyway, um, and also pointless. Um, we we don't stand pointless. Um, Richard Osman. No, thank you. Um, it's just like, hmm, yeah, it's it's an it's it's a an hour, give or take some spare change of TV, and you know, all you can do is watch, and uh, yeah, miss I'm, I'm still excited for the next, you know. Uh, although I have heard next week's episode is kind of bad, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll we'll hopefully see. not. <laughs> yeah, I mean that next time. That next time, um, the the alien makeup, pretty good. Um, well, yeah, it looked inter- really good. Yeah. <laughs> like it genuinely was. I was like, whoa, good. good. That actually looks. It, it's kind of like when I was I, I rewatched Cold War recently, and I, mm-hmm. I, I was looking whenever they cut to outside of the ship of the submarine. It looks really good because it's an actual model, mm. and so you're like, "Oh wow, wow, good effects." Ugh. All right, yeah, that's 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 let's uh, let's yeah. wrap it up because yeah. I I got I got a lunch yeah. I got I gotta eat. You, you gotta eat. Yeah, uh, you gotta eat. Have you seen, you gotta heat. Have you seen everywhere, everywhere, everything, everything, everywhere all at yeah. once? So yeah, how what do yeah, you think of it? I have. I. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a big person for you know like like the multiverse stuff. I kind of I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I like I liked um like Michelle Yeoh obviously is great. Um, like the performances I really liked, but like I'm not a big fan of like you know it's a donut man, epic bro kind of stuff. And it, that kind, like that kind of stuff kind yeah. of created on me a little bit. Yeah. The re- the reason I bring it up is because uh. I really wish Michelle Yeoh would be a companion. <laughs> I think Michelle? she would be a fantastic yeah. <laughs> companion. I, uh, I maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not a companion. She's too big to be a companion. But I feel like she would just be so good in that. I feel like she would get Doctor she Who would. immediately. She'd be like, "Yeah, I, I, think know, she... I know exactly what you want out of me." <laughs> <laughs> I I think she is um, one of those people where 
if they reached out, she would maybe consider it. Um, based solely on the fact that she's working with the Russo brothers right now. So you know, if you're working with the Russo brothers, there's only the only way is up. Basically, mm-hmm. um, there was like a list of people recently. I wanted to be in Doctor Who. There was like um, Jason Alexander. I want Jason Alexander being Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> oh I, yes, you would be so good. <laughs> there was someone else. <laughs> there was someone who was I'm in Doctor Who. <laughs> Jerry, I'm a doctor. Um, there was someone recently, and I was, I, I was, they were American. I'm trying to think who it was, but they were like the level where I think they would be in Doctor Who. I'm trying to remember who it was because I remember saying it and thinking, oh God, yeah, that has to, he has to be in it. Um, I'm going to vamp. Uh, okay, first of all, actually, no. David Cronenberg? Not David Cronenberg, but uh, hang on. Well, he should just be there. Uh, I mean, he did, uh, like, what, Wayne, two seasons yeah. of Star Trek? He did two seasons of Star Trek Discovery. He's got time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. The, oh, oh, yeah. Um, hang on, no. no cause I, look, I had it there, and I lost it again. Uh, the, oh, yeah. He, well, Hugh Laurie should be in Doctor Who. Um, yeah, well, sure. He's British. Uh, I, I, you should know, yeah. being from those islands, that whenever you're born and you sign your birth certificate, it says you must be in Doctor Who at some point. <laughs> like, it's like a draft. Uh, um, <laughs> that should be how they cast Doctor Who actors. So it's like somebody goes on TV. The draft for the next series of Doctor Who is... Like you must present yourself to the BBC to be in Doctor Who. Um, James Cosmo should be in Doctor Who. John Turturro should be. In, I was I was going through people from like Bad Wolf shows who should be in Doctor Who. Um, John Turturro from the Night of Bill Camp from the Night of Jeannie Berlin. Uh, Fisher Stevens. Uh, I can't. Terrence I can't stop thinking about Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander in Doctor Who. Um, and I had okay. I'm gonna look this up because I I remember who it was. I remember. Uh, Harry. Who was it? Who was it? Um. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember who it was. I remember who it was. Uh, Jonathan Frakes should be in Doctor uh, Who. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the um, doctor should say something, yeah. and he's like, "That's a complete fabrication." No, <laughs> I'm no can do. He should. <laughs> it should be like um, set in like. Uh, like a haunted house in like 1910s America, or like you know, like there's a haunted house in like New Orleans, or um, so high too. Yeah, yeah, high too. <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 like a he's like a, a, a American businessman. He's like, there's no ghost here, and then there's a, a ghost, and he's like, oh my god, or he should be like Mark Twain or something. I don't know. Nice. Um, but uh, and as friend of the show Nathan always says, Roger Allen should be Doctor Who as well. But anyway, um, next time. Still no comment, Mr. Grantham. Do you know why people come to Combat 3000, Miss Smith? Hmm? They come for the guns. <sighs> um, let me ask you something. Um, for you, is the action the juice? No. Oh, you know, for me. For say if you were, hmm, say if you were like reading a book about uh, stress fractures in rare metals, or you were uh, a cop in his third marriage and married, you were in the the downslope of the marriage, whatever you were passed by, 
and your wife's boyfriend was watching uh he was in, in her ex-husband's nova reach uh house whatever where he's balling he's balling your wife and he's watching your television or say uh what what are you talking say, about <laughs> say is there, if is there is is there a website that you can't oh, walk oh, out on if there's if there's a, a if the, you feel the heat around the corner is there a website you can walk out on friendlymush.com friendly mush driven by michael that Mann. Was so worth Come it in. <laughs> that um, was so worth for, it for me the podcast is a juice um trying to think of anything else are there any, any good heat quotes um she got a great podcast and you got your head all the way up in it (laughs) um yeah don't waste my motherfucking podcast uh anyway that is uh pot heat two guest and uh you know what um see you next week see ya wouldn't wanna be ya (laughs) 